Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. I've been talking about Leon Tailoring for years, ever since I came to Indianapolis almost 20 years ago. You know why I talk about them? Because Leon Tailoring does a really good job of getting you quality clothes, whether it's something tailor-made, something ready-made, something custom-made. they got a career services division uh, for the young people in life who are looking for that first job. No matter what it is you're looking for, when it comes to clothing over at Leon Tailoring, they will look out for you and they will take care of you. So when you swing on by at 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis, tell them Abdul sent you and say hi to Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy and pick yourself something up or better yet something for your loved one they'll appreciate it leon tailoring 809 north delaware downtown indianapolis well it's the end of the year and so we have our annual end of the year chat uh with the governor of indiana eric holcomb so governor eric always good to talk to you how you been my friend uh well i was laid out on my back for a couple of days but that uh that was then now is uh full steam ahead damn the torpedoes and we're back to having fun yes your, your mother and i actually chatted about that <laughs> Well, she she uh, has my best interests in mind and at heart, and uh, never ceases to miss an opportunity to tell me to eat when I'm hungry and rest when I'm tired. That's what she, that's what she told me in, in our conversation. Uh, well, let's get started. How would you uh, sort of rate uh, this past year, 2022? Well, I, I view it through a few different lenses, but uh, it's been a a booming year, a historic year, an unprecedented year, a year of massive momentum and opportunity because of that growth. And the trick is always to make sure that we get the people skilled up into the jobs that are coming our way because they are wanting to come our way. When you just you know, digest the fact that just through the IEDC, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, we saw $22.2 billion in CapEx come our way. This is on the heels of last year's all-time record of 8.7. So we almost tripled it, and our pipeline is full. And when you look at where those jobs investments are going at about almost $35 an hour on average, but we just had jobs that are $80 an hour. We had four semiconductor businesses announced on the same day down at Westgate near Crane. Um, when you start to look at where they're going, what kind of jobs they are, these are forever investments by these companies, and oftentimes they're phase one of two or three. And so we are on a roll. Um, success attracts success. We just need to make sure that we continue to skill up our workforce um, so we don't outkick our coverage. That was going to be my next question is, uh, as we bring these high-tech, high-wage jobs, which Indiana needs, which are the jobs of the 21st century, do we have the, the workforce? Are we skilling up the workforce? I'm assuming that's going to be a major priority for next session. Has to be, better be. It is for everyone in the world, by the way. I just got back not relatively not too long ago uh, from, from Egypt. And, you know, I'm always reminded wherever I go, be it Germany, Egypt, wherever, um, carrying the Indiana flag and the Indiana story that we've all got issues. We've all got challenges and problems to address. Egypt is a country of 104 million people uh, where 95% of the population lives on 5% of the land, and they add about 2 million people to the mix every single year. we got a birth rate, death rate of plus 692, and so that's not enough. We have to continue to attract people and then not leave anyone out of this um, opportunity and have the pathways put in place to where you can grab that next rung on the ladder and experience social and financial upward mobility. And so we'll be laser focused on doubling down, tripling down on, our, on the 
uh, on our literacy rates because oftentimes it's too late down the road or you know downstream if you're not addressing it early on. Certainly, it's more expensive, but oftentimes if you're you know you get off on the wrong step, you don't get back on the right path. And then we need to make sure that we're skilling folks up that there is a pathway simultaneous to um, graduation so that they know if they're going to enlist in the military or continue in their education or get employed immediately. And there are opportunities out there in every quadrant of our state that are ready for them right now, whether it's coming out of school or after a four-year degree or after a PhD, from GED to PhD, there is opportunity for a great future in the state of Indiana. So we'll continue to not just increase funding, to increase funding um, in uh, public education or higher education or training programs, um, but we'll be very transparent about it and measure it, and that will continue to move the needle. But the answer is, yes, we have the people. We just need to make sure that the people get theirs. We're talking to Indiana Governor Kolkom, our end-of-the-year interview. Uh, speaking of uh, finances and the state's budget, uh, this week we had the revenue forecast for December. Obviously, will be another one uh, in April. Right. I thought it was interesting because <clears throat> although uh, Indiana expects to have $600 million in additional revenue, so far the state agencies, as Senator Mishra told us, want $700 million in stuff, and that even count K-12 through education and some of all other things. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, on the revenue forecast? How does this impact what, what you folks want to do, particularly uh, your health care initiative? Well, um, we will present an honestly balanced budget as we have. We're on a streak uh, of 10 straight honestly balanced budgets. We're not going to go back to the days of delaying payments. We're not going to go back to the days of borrowing to make ends meet. Um, and so we've made it a practice of the legislature and uh, my two predecessors, um, credit where credit's due, um, to present a budget that's responsible and, and honestly balanced. So we'll do that. You start there. So you start with how much do we have to work with? And we're operating off a budget that was $18 billion from the last forecast a couple years ago. We're in the last six months of that. And we're operating off of that budget. Well, now we understand that we're going to have forecasted a 20 billion something and uh, 21 billion when you get out to when you go from 24 to 25 and get in the fiscal year 25's budget so having said that um, we have needs as Senator Mishler pointed out one of which is to make sure that we cover um, the higher costs that were contemplated in that um, forecast some two years ago that informed our budget so inflation is a factor and we want to make sure that we pay as we go. Um, we can get creative about this and, and talk about timelines, but uh, we want to make sure that all these capital projects are on track, continue to move forward, um, and that because and the, they're all over the state, archives, rest stops, state police posts and labs, um, new deaf and blind schools, armories in conjunction with some federal funding, um, all over the state of Indiana, mega projects are happening. Um, and so I, I would start with, let's pay for what we said we would. Uh, and then you get into public health, uh, what the commission has recommended. It's about 120 in the first year. It's about 240 million going forward year two on. That's if everyone participates. That's if all 92 counties say we're in. I suspect, I hope this is not the case, but I suspect there won't be 100% buy-in 
from local communities because they'll want to see how it works out for others. Like the Ready program, when they were looking at regional cities, you know, that first round, there were a lot of people that said, I don't want anything to do with it. Well, a funny thing happens along the way, uh, and, and that is that you start to see your neighbor improve, and they have a competitive advantage over you. And then you go, wait, I want mine. And it's like my dad wanted to do riding lawnmower. Yeah, because he probably looked over there and was like, well, hey, that took a quarter of the time, and it was still peaceful, and you put your headphones on and, and drift off into your own world, and you don't have to be bothered by little Abdul out there, you know? Uh, but anyway, but I will say that I hope local communities view this, just like with the state police, they have certain areas of expertise and resources that local communities don't. They work harmoniously, they work in unison, and so in this new governance, in this new structure, in the new operational mode that we're suggesting will be beneficial to improving our health rankings. Um, just like in education, uh, it will require more funding, but it ought to be measured and we ought to be transparent about it so that legislators and myself, the agency that's involved, be it FSSA or Department of Health, they can see this is working. And if it's not, we don't need to be doing that. Uh, Indiana Governor Eric with us uh, on the program day. It's our end of the year interview conversation. Uh, anything uh, that happened last session last year that you just didn't quite get across the finish line that's going to be a priority for 2023? We got a pretty good batting average, actually, when you stop back, when you, when you step back and, and look at it, not just, uh, not just in the course of last year. Um, we overperformed. We started out with a ready program that was in the $100 million range, and we ended up with $500 million. And we've been building trails and broadband internet like nobody's business, those connections. We want to continue to do more of that. And again, like Ready, trails included, broadband internet, where there was some reluctance in the beginning. When the local community starts to say, this is working, we want more of it. How can we help? How can we both put skin in the game? Those testimonials are gold. And so we'll want to do more of, of uh, that type of work um, going forward. I would say um, health is wealth. We need to make progress there. This is out of not just a compassionate viewpoint, but it's out of a competitive kind of nature and posture. If we don't, someone else is, um, and they will eat our lunch, and I want to prevent that. Um, you made a decision uh, not to get in the, the governor's race, yeah, not to do any sort of endorsements, um, any thought, reason why, or just focus on other things right now? Purely to focus on other things right now. I mean, um, there, this is really early. Uh, people are out right now, a few of them are out listening to communities, rightfully so. I mean, it's two years out, oh, 23 months to be exact. Um, and then they'll, I'm assuming, compile their plans, just like I did. Um, but they're earning it. And I have a job, not as a candidate, um, to focus on making sure in this fourth quarter, if you look at, you know, we're Hoosiers, we, we like sports, and I view a lot of things in terms of a sports analogy, and we're in the fourth quarter. The last two years is the fourth quarter, and it happens to be the most important quarter and uh, to, to finish and follow through. And so this budget, there's nothing more important to me. And um, if, if for some reason that um, interferes with whatever would come next for me, including campaigning for someone or helping someone, 
then, uh, you know, so be it. And uh, I'll, I'll gladly live with that. But uh, by the way, folks should just know um, the candidates that are out running for whatever office, the most important thing is for them to connect with the actual voters. I'm one, but the voters. And um, it turned out okay for me, and, and I didn't have the endorsements of my predecessor. So um, it forced me to really not just rest on that, um, but to get out and build it in 92 different counties. So speaking of a sports analogy, once you're done with this team, any thoughts about joining another team or becoming a coach? <laughs> All very intriguing. Um, See, that's why you saved this interview for life. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, all, yeah, and, and probably have an interview for an hour on this topic. But honestly, I've had the benefit of, of watching others go through this process. And I've been very involved in the National Governors Association and the Republican Governors Association. I'm on the executive committee of the Republican Governors Association, have been for a number of years. So I've watched governors come in. And, and depart on to new things. I've watched my immediate predecessors, two of them, go through this process. And um, I don't wanna be premature um, about any decision I make. And I've literally told people in the philanthropic, in the private, and in the public sectors that if you need an answer now, if they brought something up that might be of interest to me, I've said, if you need an answer now, I'm just, I'm far away from that. And I got a job to do. The best way to get the next job is to do the one I got. And by the way, until I talk and get approval from my wife, then um, I'd, I know the feeling. I, I'd be, I, yeah, exactly. You really know the feeling. I'd be lying to you if I said that, you know, I know what I'm going to do next because until she knows, no one knows. Uh, final question for you, Governor. Uh, Marijuana legalization, got to ask you the marijuana question, as we, as we always do for the past several years. Obviously, you're, you're not in favor of legalization. Uh, polling shows, showed most Hoosiers just afforded 80% either legal or recreational. Uh, the federal government's uh, talking about changing the rules. Uh, what would you accept from any of the lawmakers apart from just outright legalization? I think state lawmakers, by the way, should if they, if they really want to see this happen in the state of Indiana, should marshal the resources and know the audience and get the law changed federally. And um, I'm just not one, we could quibble, we, I mean, we could debate this, but I'm not one that's gonna go down a path that says I'm gonna pick and choose which laws to follow or look the other way on, whether it's on this topic or any other topic. And if the federal government, who talks a lot about this, who says we're going to include this, we're going to include this, we're going to include this, just like they said, we're going to bring the debt down, we're going to bring the debt down. It never happens. And for whatever reason, and if the federal government changed the law, then I would be receptive to looking at both sides of the ledger, the good and adverse impacts it may have, as I've talked to a number of governors around the country. I don't question the positive medicinal, I, I'm, I'm ignorant, I'm not a doctor, but I did approach Indiana University and Purdue University and said, will you do the ag research, will you do the medical research? They agreed. We took it to the previous administration and Congress did about exactly nothing. And so I'm willing to even have simultaneous to this discussion that's happening around the country. I understand the public will, but 
I would just ask the public not to seek um, a governor or any other elected official that's willing to tell you that they're going to look the other way on something that's illegal because they don't agree with it. I, I think whether it's in Marion County, the state of Indiana, or America, you shouldn't decide which laws you're going to prosecute and not. If they're illegal, they're illegal. If you don't agree with it, change the law. And that needs to happen at the federal level so that states can legitimately adapt. Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb, Governor, my friend, always good to talk to you. Have a good holiday season. Give my best to your lovely mother and your lovely wife and dog. Yes, and happy holidays to you. And uh, my prayers go out to your beautiful bride as well. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.